and we're live. Amani Hoops Podcast show the freshest opinions and views on the world's most beautiful game. I'm your host, Greg. I'm here with the homies, Brian, TK, Leak. And welcome back, America, to another episode of Amani Hoops Podcast. Boys, how are we feeling? Better. <laughs> Better. <laughs> time heals all. Time heals For all. For sure. For sure. That's good to hear, man. I was worried about you a little bit. Nah, man. <laughs> I think when with the last part of pain that I had, you know what I'm saying? I made, We did the pod, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until Friday night. I was driving back up to Northern Virginia, kicking with my people for the it's weekend. It's always the long drives. Yeah, yeah, man. So I'm driving, and then I uh, put my phone on the little dash hook thing that T gave me where you can clip your phone to, mm-hmm. put on the game. And at a certain point in time, I think I hear like Marv Albert. He's like... And we'll be back. Uh, he was going into commercial, and he's like, we'll be back uh, on game one in the Western Conference Finals. And I was like, wait a minute. It's the Western Conference Finals, and the Clippers aren't in it. And I just started cursing. <laughs> I was like, ah! Yeah, like, that when, I think when it clicked at that moment in my head, at first it was like, oh, it's a basketball game. Then I was like, wait a minute. No, this is not just any... So that was the last time I think it hurt. In my head, I just envisioned that. Like, y'all remember when uh, Cuban Gooden Jr. had came back into the crib? And just- <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's what I was, basically. Yeah, like, I heard, Boys in the hood. I heard Western Conference Finals, but then I heard Lakers and Nuggets, and I was like, that don't even, yeah. that don't even sound right. You thought he was in 2009, huh? Yeah, bro. Man, well... I'm glad to hear you're doing better, man. For the most part. For the most, for the part. most part. Like, yeah. I do get it, though. Them long drives, Brad. and then you something just clicking. You're like, yo. I'm putting it in perspective. And then you get out of the car and, like, go in the house, and nobody knows what just happened in the car. Like, you just had a whole moment. Nobody knows. They don't need to know. Exactly. <laughs> they, they don't, don't need, to, need know. to know. They don't need to know. But shout out to the boy, Dunk, man. Keep holding on the camera and the audio. Y'all ready to get started? Yes, yes sir. And that's we're going to start with the Lakers and the Nuggets. Um... This will be game three. Yep. Um, game one and two have both been great for the most part. Of course, game two ended in the spectacular finish from our, uh, I guess, our number one big. Yeah, he's the best big in basketball. Best big yeah, in the for game? Sure. For yeah. Sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For best sure. big in the game. Joke, Not best five, but best, best big. big. Yeah, he's best yeah. big in the game. Because he's the best yeah. four and Joseph is the best five. Yeah, so, but yeah. he's the best big in the game. I don't think that's crazy to say. I don't even think it should be Why are you thinking even Giannis. That's a whole other conversation. Whole other conversation. Yeah. But Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, um, finished spectacularly with a game-winning shot over Nikola Jokic. In terms of the actual play, that could be broken down a trillion ways. It can be broken down one way. And it's, uh, you're right. It starts yeah. with in Mason Plumlee. What screen Plumley. were you trying to run through? <laughs> uh, that's still. I, I was like, so like he died. At, at, at the elbow, the like what? he didn't hit he the didn't, screen at all. He went he, he went to the switch. The he went to the switch. He wouldn't have got touched if he just trailed he AD. If he he just went to the switch. Hard, locked in, he'd have. I I the only thing I'll say, and I was like I saw what he was thinking. They were down one, ball is on the baseline. Rondo's passing. So with the bigs that the Lakers got, I was like even like watch the lob. I would have told my kids like watch the lob, like watch something backdoor. So I got where Plumlee was coming from. He probably thought. Brian is going to set some type of cross screen for AD to come at the angle that he got to get that shot. Mm-hmm. So Plumley, no, I think, yeah, Plumley probably thought like, yo, Jeremy, you go out there, we'll switch. I'm going to stay here and take away Brian setting a screen, hoping that two would go out with AD and then he could just have a slip to the rim. Mm. But Brian being such a high IQ dude, he saw that anticipating the switch and what you can do sometimes in basketball, if you know they're going to be switching, 
you don't even have to go and headhunt your teammates, man. You just got to screen yours because, in theory, he's the one that's going to be going out to your guy anyway. So, yeah. I don't think that happened. Like, <laughs> like there's a clip of Jeremy telling Plumlee, like, yo, like, he points to it, like, before the even play starts, and he was saying, like, yo, if Ron slips, like, I need you to take that, so... Oh, okay. There's a clip of that. Yeah, that. I impede that. that I mean, you're just in a really dangerous position when the people who are setting the screens and the the person who's going to be running off of it is Anthony Davis and, and LeBron, LeBron James. James. Yeah. So the power of LeBron as a screener. Like I didn't. Hey, <laughs> look what you can do without the ball in your hands, Bron. <laughs> That's all I looked I've been at asking. The, I looked at the play and I was like, I think Mason Plumlee thought about this too hard. He did too and, much. And I'm, I'm not blaming him because look what he had to go through. Like right. We You're gonna, looking at the two best players on the floor. Two probably the two best players in the in, in the, the bubble. league still. Yeah. Uh, I mean mm-hmm. in the bubble still. At least. And um they're the one taking in this main action. I was just thinking it's one shot, one play. Just yeah. stay on yours. Especially if you didn't go into a timeout saying this is what's gonna happen. Because mm-hmm. Mike Malone, they didn't get a timeout. Mike nope. Malone didn't get an opportunity to tell them what was what were the rules, what were we gonna do here. This is all off of this is pretty much a pickup moment. It was. This is game point moment. So say, just hold yours. I always say the worst thing that you can do in a situation like that where it's like one second or two seconds left is try to over-anticipate. Exactly. Like you try to make the play instead of just just react. It's only one second, yeah. two seconds on the clock. Just, if they catch it, hand up. If they make the shot, God just, bless them. Right. You keep moving. Just hold yours. But you can't give up a wide open because you, you wanted to make the steal or you wanted to make the read. Like just right. – Play solid. One thing I looking back on it now, with Plumley, like nine times out of ten, mind you, he would have had to perfectly lock and trail, like you said, lock and trail AD off of a screen. We are talking about a center here, so nine times out of ten, he's not you. He's never guarding the guy coming off of a pin. That's a weird action. Yeah, for sure. And that is credit to Anthony Davis being as skilled as he is that he can actually extremely versatile. So I remember, I think the first time I saw a coach ever do something like that, I think Pop did it. He was down three. He had LaMarcus Aldridge come off of, like, a stagger. And I forget mm. what big was guarding him, but it was somebody that is a slow big that never comes off of it. But LaMarcus came off of it, and he just caught it, shot faked. Dude jumped, got three foul shots. And I'm just like, hmm. He probably was never even going to shoot that at all, but Pop knew, like, this guy <laughs> is uncomfortable in this situation. He's going to lose his mind. I don't that may be the first time you seen Pop do it. Pop definitely did it a, a bunch of times. That was the first with time him. I just saw it. And but yeah. Like he I think it was one for a game winner. He did. I, the one, it was like he banked it. I know what Trey you're and talking about. He came about. right off and I, everyone was shocked he got the ball. Everyone was like, oh, Tim, and he puts it up with confidence and he drills it. Um so Legend. If anything, I'd say next game, because I was wondering why Jokic was in the game like that late. Like if you just need somebody on the ball being active, that could have been Plumley. And then maybe we go, like I said, yeah, Plumlee has the quicker feet. So yeah. that's why I understand why he's chasing, why he would be yeah. the guy chasing. But like I said, and he, then you he, definitely he, want to put Jeremy Grant on LeBron because yeah. that's it's the only matchup. That's yeah. the only <laughs> smart matchup out there on the floor. Everything else is yeah. a toss up at that point. So yeah, I would put Jokic on the ball, guarding inbound. I'll put Grant. I think in terms of matchups, everything was there. I think yeah. they did he overthought it. Yeah. it was he just, he, just, he tried like to he make the play. It. He tried to make the play, and he didn't make the play. Right. They right. played great, though, But it was man. a great shot. It, it was a good game. Great it was a good game. game. I mean, looking at the Nuggets, I think they came down from 15. No, they came. They, they did their comeback kid thing, and credit to Jokic. He was so clutch at Big the time. end of the game. Yeah. Possession was, after possession. Superstar. There was one play where he faced up 
on AD. No one came to help AD this time. He turned back around, put his butt on him, and backed him down under the rim. Hook. hook shot. I was like, ooh, that's filthy. That's why AD doesn't want to play. I was literally five. just saying, like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, ah, okay, okay. Maybe this is why AD doesn't want to play the five because that was sick. I did not expect that at all. I said, that's a strong move, and we don't see that out of him often. A lot of times we see he's very passive aggressive in the way yeah, he plays yeah. where, the way he plays on the score especially when he scores like even against the clippers where there was some shots he was hitting like the one legged fadeaways and it was like, like come on it's a european game it's a european but it, even dirt it looked like it's supposed to go in exactly mm-hmm. like Jokic just, looked like he was toying with the clippers at times right. like he was just throwing up shots like horse yeah 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 cuz it's not right pretty, leg. but it's beautiful <laughs> Oh god, yeah, the Jokic <laughs> sidestep one leg yeah, jumpers, bro. Yo, yeah. what? It's like the same leg, same like. It's, it's so. It's, it's not six. even the dirt shot. It's no. it's his nah, own it's, thing. It's some, like, yeah, because like it's the footwork you would think where Harden or Katie where they're doing the pat 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 sidestep, but they're landing on two, two feet. feet. No, he's sidestepping and landing Bro, on one. It's ridiculous. I mean, he ain't gonna hurt himself because he ain't getting that house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's literally skipping. You can like slide a piece of paper on him. What, Maybe. Like, that's, that's it. That's What's it. actually wild is I saw a clip of him because Jokic played in the Nike Hoop Summit like yeah. years before he got in the league. He was skinny, like at like eighteen, nineteen. So I'm trying to figure out where Wrong was man body. where was it. But I get grown man, but like Giannis showed up skinny in Giannis. Now where was Jokic? Like I'm the next part step in my development. Get fat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. What, I don't who, think it was get fat. I think, like I said, I think he just he. It was grown man weight. Like he gained weight really quickly. And anybody that's an athlete knows, like once you gain weight, yeah, it's hard to cut it now. Like yeah. not so much lose it. It's one thing to lose weight. When you talking about, you got now cut it and make that muscle. Right. Like that's a whole different game now. And like I said, his body's changed a little bit since he's definitely become like the yeah. fixture in uh, Denver. But, yeah, I think that's just his body type. Ain't nothing he can really do about it. Shout out to Denver, man, because, I mean, when you look back on it, they had him and Nurk at the same time. I had a crazy thought in the car. If they kept him? No. What if Portland had got Jokic? I feel like they would have geeked that. I agree. Portland you got to be the Portland right. got history. Yeah, man. Portland got a lot of history doing a lot of geek stuff. Yeah. I agree. And with a guy like Jokic, he's so special that, like, one just different coaching. You got to have an open mind to really be like, I was just I'm going to let this too. guy right. do this. You go to Portland and they like to get up and down the court more. But Dame I think, was already established. Yeah, like, facts. Uh, but like Terry, like I said, we saw like when Nurkic is in that offense, like they use him out of the high post a lot. Like they let him mm-hmm. make the passes, make the reads. Like I feel like Terry Stotts would have been like, oh, this dude's special. Like let's get Dame some help and not make him do everything. I, I think the district, beautiful thing about like uh, – Jokic in Denver specifically mm-hmm. is that it runs through him. Yeah, it's not like he's he's not he's not anybody number two or he's not. This isn't Plan B is to play out of Jokic at the high post. Mm-hmm. It's literally like, hey, Jokic, and then that's how we're gonna initiate our offense. So, like my thing is like I said, we always talk about like Dame needing more help. Like we don't think Jokic could have been that more help. Like possibly, that could have been the thing that would have been like, yo. Instead of everybody trapping you with half court on the pick and roll, yeah. Jokic is the person slipping, hitting him, and now he's making the reads on the pick and roll. Possibly, but then you have to ask yourself: Did we? Any, did any of us see Jokic being no, nobody this did. good? No, no, nobody did. 
Hindsight's twenty twenty with that. Always. Yeah. But I just thought about it in the car on the way. But Nurk is, Nurk is the right big for him. He was just hurt yeah. part yeah, of the year. Yeah, and then like, he was hooping out yeah, in the he, bubble. When yeah. Nurk is just yeah. playing, like, they're a really good team. And then, like, Zach Collins, he's been hurt these last two years. Like, yeah. that's really the piece for them, like, that yeah. I think, like, is going to help. And they still need a wing. They will. But <laughs> Gary Trent showed that he might, like, I Six think. Five. Gary Trent reminds yeah. me of Norman Powell. Mm, like yeah, you're six you. five, you're not a, you. you're not a real wing. He reminds yeah. me of Norman Powell. Like he's good, and his confidence makes him better. But he'll be great off the bench. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> you don't think he could ever be a starting? Like, oh, I think he's like, a starter in the. I think he could be a starting league. I'm just talking about for Portland. Oh, like, Portland, yeah, yeah. Like he'll be great off the bench. Yeah, for them. CJ, if CJ and Dame you're not gonna is still start. There, you're not gonna start Dame, CJ, and Gary. Yeah, unless you're desperate. Too much. Too much. Right. They gonna need. They gonna need a three. I mean, dang, like. Dang, Tre- Trevor Reeves was having freaking custody having good, battles, so that's yeah. why he wasn't even able to make it down. Yeah. All right, we're off track. Yeah, we're off track. <laughs> okay. Um, but Nuggets came back again. Um, I think this might have been the game they needed. I think it's going to be very hard to win game three. Um, this was probably the one where you have a LeBron where, let's be honest, he did not play. He disappeared in the second half. Okay. Played great in the first half. Yeah, oh, amazing um, in the first half. Yeah, like our first ten points. I was looking like at 20. this like, yo, he's going. So LeBron kind of, I don't know, gassed out. Uh, I don't know, gas or just just came came up missing a little bit in the second half. Um, definitely had some very very detrimental plays in the fourth. That if this oh, game yeah, falling over the floor, game, we, it, yeah, if we lose this game. It's on Bron's head. It, yeah, like conversations around this whole moment shift. And then he said a lot to it as well. He said, AD stepped up. We needed him. I needed him. Um, this relationship hasn't been like a big brother, little brother. It's been very... Nah, yeah, he know not to say that no more. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he know not to put himself above nobody. He learned that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, you're nobody's father Lost. figure on your team. <laughs> no, we're not doing that anymore. So Anthony Davis has a father, yeah. and he's involved in his life. He does not... <laughs> Does not need you, LeBron. Yeah. So, oh, what man. do y'all what do y'all think of of the Nuggets trying to get a game three? Let me let me take a step back. Who's the Lakers MVP of the playoffs? Right, Anthony now? Davis. MVP, most valuable player is Anthony Davis. We said this at the beginning of the year. We said like they're gonna have to play through him more, and they have been, and he's been averaging bananas numbers. He's he's the best player in the bubble in terms of like. The playoffs right now. Like he's been the most effective. You're making the face, so I know you by this. <laughs> yeah. Rondo. <laughs> the most valuable. <laughs> Yo, Rondo. I can't lie. As much as I don't like, I did not think Rondo yeah, was going to turn up. And say this I, I did apologize. Yeah, I did apologize. Yeah. As much as I didn't think Rondo had anything left in the tank, we kind of knew what we were going to get from AD and Braun. Like, we knew they were going to be two superstar level players. Rondo's a player that came in and was like, oh, that's the extra gear we needed. Like, but that's more of an X factor. The, the question is value. Like, yeah, I'm not going to give Rondo yeah, yeah. value over the, 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 the 6'11 monster that just hit the game winner from the wing. Like, I yeah, can't. Yeah, you ask me who's the best player, it's AD. Right. Nah, 100%. I appreciate Rondo's Ron- contributions. Sure. He's not the most valuable, though. I feel you. So, Rondo's value is definitely, I guess, being realized by a lot of Laker I say Laker fans. Yeah, skyrocket. Like he he was bad. Like our evidence was founded in factual, like our eye tests and stats all said this man was done. He was washed up. But playoff Rondo is real. 
who, like, hey. No, sorry. people knew. Don't say who knew. You sorry. about to say. <laughs> yeah. Say so everybody on the pod said playoff Rondo. Who knew at 34, like, bro, was just going to become playoff Rondo again? Like, hey. He did it three years in a row. I don't know. God bless. <laughs> like, know. hey, man. History tells you. I was saying, yeah, just look yeah. at all his past like playoffs. I, I got to take that L. I got to take that L. So, so, show respect. But um, Rondo's definitely been playing well. I think he's been playing, what, average 20 minutes? Yeah, good um, he's averaging, averaging, I think, nine assists. Um, Shooting 40% from three. But Rondo um, can do stuff like that, honestly, until he's 40 if he has weapons around him. Like, he has, his IQ is that high. He yeah. doesn't play super athletic. He's just, he's really a coach on the floor. So, if you have somebody that he can throw a lob to, if you have knockdown shooters around him, if you give him some sort of weapons, Rondo's going to look like Rondo. But that's kind of where I was going to, like, to his value. Like, the value he brings... Like I said, I don't even think it's necessarily his numbers. It's like the, when he comes to the game, the pace of the game just automatically speeds up. Everybody's off their races. AD all of a sudden looks way more comfortable on offense. Like I said, he allows Braun to take a rest on offense because he doesn't have to pound the ball at the top of the key for the whole possession. Well, he doesn't have to do that. He chooses. He, yeah, chooses. he chooses to. But, but Rondo, I what you're Rondo is like one of the few people I think LeBron is actually comfortable with. Like He's saying, getting off the ball. It's a relief thing. Exactly. It's like a relief thing. He trusts Rondo to make the right decision. So Rondo because just, on that team, arguably, you could say Rondo has the highest IQ, which is crazy. I wouldn't yeah, like. You can I argue think that. you can argue it. I still probably give it Bron, but could, you can still argue I the might, fact. I argue. might go Ron. It's a real, <laughs> argument. It's a real <laughs> argument. But you see what I mean? Right. Like when you have somebody like that on your team, somebody you could trust that much, it is going to be a relief. Me and Leek had talked about this earlier in the year about how Rondo needs to get more minutes and get more engaged to the team. And when Bron isn't on the floor, Rondo should be because at times during the year they have played both of them, and it kind of seemed. Counterproductive. It was, a, it, was a, it was a weird fit. Yeah, right. but now when you have Rondo playing uh, significant minutes with some starters and some bitch players like uh, Dwight Howard, but he's out there with AD as well. As well. It's, like, it rotates well. Well, like one of the things that I I've seen out of Rondo, and going to what Bron's point is, Rondo's value is directly impacting the role players more so than it's mm-hmm. directly impacting. Um, AD or Bron. Yes, Bron's getting the rest. Yes, AD's more comfortable. Those are facts. What is probably the toughest thing and has been the, the question for the Lakers in the beginning of the year was, is KCP going to hit shots? Is Danny Green going to be comfortable? Is Caruso, is Kuz, are those guys going to be able to affect the game outside of just playing defense on one end and watching on the other? Rondo allows for that. And he, he gets like, people into the floor of their own game. He allows for that. Like, like they know if they run the lanes hard, they get out on the break. Rondo's kicking that junk ahead. Yeah. Boom, he allow, he, he allows for those moments. And not to say like LeBron is not a willing passer. It's just it's a different style. It's just a different style of passing. And they're both great at passing the ball, but it's just a different way that's being handled. Like people make say how Lonzo a different type of a great passer. Yeah. Same way in Rondo. And so you got a KCP, Rondo's back. There's no, there's no coincidence. He's shooting 60% right now, like from three. It, that's not a coincidence to me. So, and looking at that aspect is like, that's where Rondo's value is um, materializing right now. And that's why I think a lot of Lakers fans got to come back and apologize because I've, NBA Twitter's been showing us. 
and, and yes, you are more. It's more Laker fans is more than you. I know, but like I just don't. I don't believe in them. You gotta accept the 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 drunk uncle. You gotta accept the drunk uncle. They're part of basketball of your, culture. Of your yeah. team, there's bro. Laker fans. There's Bron fans. That's that's the way yeah. I saw it. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, Laker fans. They have toxic Laker fans too. I don't know. I don't know if you don't rock with like Steve Blake and Sasha Vujicic, don't don't nah. don't call yourself a Laker fan to me. Rock with them, yes, or yes. accept those, them. Those, those it's two homies. different things. Those, those, are homies. Two different <laughs> those are homies. Those are homies. <laughs> hey, look, I know if I'm on like the wing, either wing, and Sasha's in the corner, I drive and that dude kicks. I trust kicking it to Sasha at all times. That's my guy. Yeah, all that's my guy. Come on, yeah. So, Sasha came up. That's big my guy. That's my on, guy, man. bro. We're not gonna disrespect Sasha. Not so much, but yeah, Sasha. Steve, I can nah, be like, he was, like, he was just a solid backup point but guard. Sasha, but Sasha was a. He came put, up clutch a few. I don't times. care. Okay, I don't know yeah. if there's a basketball team out there where you're like, eh, we don't want yeah. Sasha in we, the corner spotting up. That's my guy. Floor spacing. Yeah. So you out here disrespecting Sasha Vujicic? Like, don't don't call yourself a Laker. You talking about Sasha? Because that's my guy, and I'm getting tired of the disrespect. So. Let's let's get to it. Game three. What's your expectations? Do y'all expect Denver to pull this one? Now I'm saying I pray they don't. <laughs> I kind of want them to win. I want this series to kind of go long. I don't want this to be over. I'm just gonna be that guy. I feel you. You 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 see great basketball. You want to continue seeing great yeah. basketball. I understand. So I don't want this to be over. I think I want to see the Nuggets really make this competitive. I want to see how the Lakers respond to. I think a a real threat. If it exists, you know, you know, and we may out. have to wait till next season. That's fine. I mean, that's cool. Golden State will be back, and we can see a real threat. It's a lot of people that will be back so, next season. So that's a bold statement, cause that's that's a real threat to me. That's a real threat. I'm here with you, Greg. Been saying it all. Been saying it all this pod season, yo. So, um, I I just want to see a, a real threat, and I want to see them see them respond to it. I don't expect them to do. Uh, implosion like the <laughs> next door neighbor but um can you call it a next you talking about their their tenant oh yeah okay. their tenant tenant because yeah the clip's still leasing so <laughs> let's be real <laughs> they got their name tag taped on the door ah <laughs> oh, man <laughs> Ain't it crazy? Like, Balmer probably has to, like, call up the bus family to get the gym doors open. <laughs> I don't think He's like, hey, can I use the keys? I know y'all got it. <laughs> Knowing Balmer, he probably has, like, a wireless copy of the key or something like that. He, They're like, did y'all change the pin? <laughs> I need y'all to see. <laughs> nah, I, know I need that, y'all to see. <laughs> Knowing them, I wouldn't be surprised if they got up out. I don't think they were. I feel like they got out of there that night. I feel like they got about it. I don't think somebody. When did the new arena open? Yeah. yeah, like I feel like he, I don't even. I'm saying I don't even think those dudes slept the night and be like, all right, we are gonna sleep, get on the private plane like in the morning. Nah, oh, I think they got it. No. You play like that. Know. I hope you don't sleep. I hope you just think about Who your actions, ask? bro. Yeah. Somebody, I can't remember what player asked. It was like, yo, do you think they packed the night before or the day before? Right. And somebody responded. It was like, oh, they did. Yes, <laughs> I think I think Dame or somebody. Yeah, they was like, yeah, they definitely look like they packed their bags. Yeah. Like I said, Jamal Murray, that man hate doing laundry. Yeah, so I don't man. know, bro. I thought I didn't like folding. <laughs> I'm not folding my clothes. So I'm just go for 49. <laughs> nah, but um, I mean, like I said, I'm at the point now I don't count the Nuggets out of any game. I think I think we all have to just accept that reality. I don't care if the Lakers go about 25 growth, in the yeah. first quarter. Like that's healthy respect. That's like, growth right there, B. <laughs> what do you mean? We appreciate you. <laughs> anyway, growing. Anyway. <laughs> 
But yeah, I don't count the Nuggets out of any game. So, I like I said, I picked Lakers in six at the start of the series. I'm kind of going to stick with that. So, I'm just going to see what happens, though. Yeah, I also chose Lakers in six, but I'm never going to – Hey, look. They get the sweep. I want us to win sweep. every game. Yeah, yeah I, the I sweep, hope we get the sweep. sweep. They play tonight, 9 o'clock, I believe. I'm going to say the Lakers win that one, too. Um, I'm just going to root for them. I hope we – Hey, look, let's just get this bubble over with. Uh, hopefully, but – like like B has said, the the Nuggets are really scary because even remember like years ago when the Warriors would get down twenty and it felt like five points, yeah. and like you, they'll get down twenty, you'll use the bathroom, they're up eight. The mm. Nuggets feel like they get down fifteen or twenty, you go use the bathroom, they're down four. It's like how did they cut a lead so quick? I get it, I get it. The difference is. The way Golden State does it and the way Denver does it. Oh, it's, it's totally different. different. Totally like, different. It's just the fight if, and the dog that the Nuggets have yeah. in them that I can't. And regardless it of how bad they're getting beat, I can't really say they're they're done. Yeah, that you're right. They're, they're the dog in them. For some reason, when I watch Golden State do that, it doesn't feel like a dog element. It feels like they really just flipped a switch. Feel like they're toying with you. Yeah, yeah. it feels yeah. like, yeah. like they're challenging lazy, themselves. Like, like Steve yeah. Kerr calls a timeout. He's like, "Hey guys, y'all ready to start start hooping?" And he, and everyone's like, is? "Yeah, coach." And then next like, thing you know, they go out and they give you five threes. When you lay in bed to the point where you're just about to be late for work, that's exactly how the Warriors come back. That's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah that works. It's a, it's <laughs> a 10 minute drive to work and you get out of bed. Like, you literally I'm get out of wait bed. Till 15. I'm gonna give myself 15 minutes. Now you're brushing your teeth, showering, and and you're ironing no your traffic. clothes at the same time. Yeah. It's good. Let's see if I can make that work. I do it every morning. <laughs> I do it every morning. <laughs> yeah, the Nuggets like it is especially weird because they always find a way to come up with defensive stops, even though they're not a great defensive team yeah. by any stretch. I mean, outside of Jeremy Grant, Craig, Paul Millsap is okay. Tory Craig still. and Gary Harris, they compete. And Jamal actually, he He's competes competing. in moments. Yeah, he picks his spot. Yeah, like I yeah. said, he had to use so much energy on offense. Like I said, yeah. it's, he's, he's figuring it out. Yeah. And, of course, we know, even though I feel like Jokic is getting a lot of flack, he's actually not that bad of a defender. It's just a feeder. Yeah, he's just, he's just slow-footed. Just but slow. crazy he actually slow. makes up for it. Like I said, a lot of times he's just in the right place at the right time. He knows mm. where the ball is going to bounce. He reads the floor really well on defense. He's actually much better on the boards than people give him credit to Facts. as well. So. They're like I said, they're not a great defensive team, but they always find a way to get stops when they need it. It's effort. Yeah, yeah. It's just they choose not to buckle. They're like, all right. I will say one one thing they definitely need to go into is, and you guys, I think Greg, you had talked about it. Just that moment where Jokic just basically little boyed AD for a stretch. Like yeah. that is honestly, if we're talking one on one, like that's where Jokic's advantage is on AD, the strength. So AD talks about how he hates playing the five. He hates guarding fives throughout the course of a game. Like that might have to be the thing for Jokic. Like if you see AD on you, that might not be the time to be Peyton Manning. Like you sometimes the best way to defend a score is to make him work, work on, on the, the other, other end. end. Make him work. Yeah. But I think the the great thing about the Lakers, and I I've been bringing this up all year. It's not like AD has to guard Jokic. He so you're gonna have to put him in positions it's where Jokic so does get that one on one. If you get on those AD. switches, right. Yeah. And then you right. attack it immediately. But generally what's going to happen, and we saw it uh, the other night in game two, is if AD is left out on an island, then a lot of times help comes somewhere. Yeah. So, like, when you were talking about that one play, Jokic faced up on him, saw that help wasn't coming, and then decided to back him down. That was late in the game when it's like, wow, we can't really leave the shooters on a perimeter because Nuggets right. do have this, this, this perfect timing thing of hitting their jumpers. Right. And they get going. And it's not like Golden State or anything like that, but it's just big shot after big shot. Right. So I really respect that. But 
yeah, they will have to game plan around getting that one-on-one matchup. But I think the Lakers are always going to have, like, another big being able to rotate anyway. So Yeah, it, I agree. Like, it's very dependent on um, – go, mm, go it's very <laughs> dependent on Denver hitting those shots. Hitting those shots early, making the Lakers guess. Because if they can get them into a guessing game of whether, ooh, should we leave? Should, should we have now, I... now you're just coaching. Now it's just a, a battle of, like, now philosophy versus shots. philosophy. Yeah. Right. And now it's, it's, it's a head game and intelligence rather than just athleticism and skill. Right. Where so, the, the Lakers outclassed them. If there's all I'm gonna say is if there's one player in the NBA that has a Hall of Fame dimer badge, it's Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Every pass he makes is is perfectly crazy, in shooter's no, pocket. The crazy pass overhead. It, whether the it's money. a cutter or it's a guy yeah. wide open in the, the corner. The crazy one is ridiculous. He threw a pass you would never teach a kid. Like Ever, ever, ever. I think I know which one you're talking about. I think <laughs> I was going to say. One, oh, yeah. He's, he's dribbling in the post. Yeah. Run that jump. Whipping it across the <laughs> defender <laughs> and <laughs> help side. Like, yeah. slung that jump. And it was perfect. In the, in the pocket. In the pocket. <laughs> I saw that jump. I was like, that's out of bounds. I, like, I can make that shot. Like, that's catch and shoot rhythm. I just never I wouldn't seen, even caught the ball. I didn't think it was like, going to get to me. It looked like it came out the gun. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. It's that jump was clean. Off the dribble, across his defender and help side. It made no sense. But it was perfect. Yeah. Like, nah, I'm skilled, man. Honestly, coaches, what Jokic is an example of, all you sorry, rec league <laughs> coaches in America, let your fives, not saying push the break, let them take one breakout dribble to start them the break. Them touch the rod. Yeah. Let the fives like, touch no, it. No, no, get it out of your hand. Like, hey, that right there on, is man. why we don't have one. As a coach of rec league teams at times, <laughs> sometimes your five can't dribble. Some, it depends. Outlet. It, Outlet. Let's at least work on it. And, that, and that's I'm, fair point. If you're a true that's coach, all coaches. I only get one night of practice a week for rec league. Hey, dep- Ain't so it, much I can work on, man. It depends. More so, the coaches that have those kids in the gym. What they're not good at, we hide those deficiencies in a game, but we're working on them behind closed doors until they can become yeah. a strength. One of the things that I've noticed in terms of whenever I was on a team is when a guy would do something that's really out of his element. And then the coach would be like, that isn't you? And I'd be like, well, it's practice. Yeah, I would say, it would never be him if he doesn't work and on exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Like, you got, at I some point, that. at some point, we yeah. got to at least attempt what we think we can do. And if I fail, I fail. And you could come to me and be like, hey, Greg, I don't want to see you on the low block trying to post fade. Like, that's not you. But I could be like, well, coach, I'm just trying to expand my game. I'm trying to see what I can do. And I think that's the same thing. Like you mentioned to a lot of rec league or youth coach, youth, I'll go youth, youth coach. Youth, that's what youth coaches do to players at that young age where back in the day when we were kids, if you were tall and big, the first reaction they're doing is go stay on the little block and set a screen. Yeah. Like that's your only job. Yep. So thankful I was short because if I mean, I wouldn't be able to dribble now. I mean, I mean, you remember because I was always like super tall for my age. So mm-hmm. like, I was like, all my coaches like, oh, you're going to be a big, you're going to be a big. And then I got to like middle of high school and I was like, I'm not gonna be a big no more. I'm gonna be a guard. Like, and all of a sudden I had to transition my whole game from shooting bank shots to pull up 15 footers. Like, see, that's what I'm debating on. Like, <laughs> am I gonna coach like am I gonna coach my kid young? Or like honestly, he might not play in like a league league until he's like maybe like 10, and then we're playing him like in the middle school, like age group. But like eight, nine, like I don't know if I trust any of those dudes, like even with my kid. Like I I mean, I'm not worried about my kid. Honestly, I'm like my I'm, not, I'm, not, not, worried, I'm not worried about my kid. Not one year. I got enough 
Training them or coaching them? What's both. Both? You're not going to train your kid? Wow. I got, I got enough. I have you. I have enough people I can oh, send okay, my kid cool. to. okay, cool. I thought you were just going like, to say somebody. That's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. Like, I already know me being me and my personality, like... It, I don't want to mess that relationship up. I with my agree son. with that. Fair on enough. Like, Fair enough. Like I'm not. I'm not. Either like if one. My, if my kid says, "Hey, Dad, I want to go outside. Let's get some shots." Oh, that's so. one thing. But I'm talking about training. Talking about yeah. if my son comes to me and says, "Dad, I want to be a college ball player. I want to be a professional ball player." All right, you already know my mindset. Then all right, I'll see you at five o'clock in the morning. Then I mean, yeah, that's like, what it is. Yeah. It so, is what it is. Once again, me being me. And my son being 12, 13, I don't want to mess that relationship up with my son. I'm going to call Lee. I'm going to call somebody else and but say, hey, is, my son wants to start working. Come pick that, him up tomorrow. You're gonna I got need, your money. You're going to need to let him know that because, like, I'm going to tell him to get up at 5. So, yeah, like, facts. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, but I'm not going to be the person to get him up. Like, I'm going to call you and be like, hey, I got your money. He's ready to work. He'll be outside at 5 o'clock. Boom. I'm done. And that, that's my job as a father at that point. When he comes home, he's mad about his game. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk to him. We're going to talk about it. I'll watch tape with him. I'll do all that. But as far as coaching and training, I'm not going to more or less that I think I'm going to get my kids when when they're young, they will be with me. But when they decide, like, hey, like, this is really what I want to focus on, then I'll branch out and have all of my connects take care mm-hmm. of them. But as far as when they're, like, the younger ages, like the six, the seven, the eights, like, when it's just strictly fundamentals and the basics, until they, they really put, like, when I see that passion in their eyes, that's when I'm like, all right, because all right, I got to hand you over to somebody better. Y- just, somebody who can handle it. Just somebody who's not gonna put that pressure on you, like I will. Just simply because I know it's the, it's the duality of, of the situation. Mm. It's like, the duality of it. Like my dad was my coach to start, and he was my coach and my trainer to start. And I remember him teaching me how to use my right hand at a young age, and I got mad at him because the way he was the way he was going at it, I'd never seen him talk to anybody like this before. <laughs> and so. So he was like, no, stop using your left. Stop using your left. He went in the house. He went back in the house, grabbed a belt. I knew you were going to sell the belt. <laughs> grabbed that joint around me, tied that joint on, and told me to dribble through the neighborhood with my right hand. That joint was embarrassing. And to come from your, and then to be your dad, like, you, I've never seen my dad talk to anybody like Dang. this before. Now Greg and Games not one to go right. <laughs> <laughs> Out of trauma. He still, he still don't go right. I don't want to, man. He still don't go I'd rather right. shoot from 30. Moral of the story is oh, just, oh, yeah, more of the story is coaches, like, let's, let's work on all of our kids' skills. Like, let them all be able to shoot, pass, and dribble. Facts. And then let's try to get them as great as we can at all three of those. And then they're, Skill set will then define their roles when they're adults. Don't don't train your kids to be a position. Train your kid to be a ball player. Simple as that. There it is. Said, game, the game positionless, anyways. Fact. Said all that to say, yo, we're going to see Mikey Williams next year. I got to connect. He just moved to North Carolina. Oh, I yes, heard about yes, that. yes, I heard yes, We're going to see Mikey Williams. I got to connect. Like, uh, we as an us? Or yeah, like, we're, like, oh, I, Liddy. I got y'all. Liddy. It's going to be a trip. Pod trip. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. We're gonna go see Mike. Let's go, Keith. Like that. That's what we're doing. All right. I'm with it. I'm with yeah. it. That's what's so up. I, that's I, what's I, up. I just got the call. So yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to Mikey Williams, transferred from California. I cannot. I cannot pronounce it's like that school. Some, Cedro? something Christian though. It's, it's I got a Christian it. school. Um, but he's going I to Lake Norman. Yep. That's Christian. I looked up the school. As soon it's as I saw school. it, I looked up the school. I was what like, does it look like? I don't know anything about it. I know the school. I played against them. What are they about? I mean, they're in Davidson, right? Yeah. Um, they're a really well-run program. Money. Um, okay, okay. Like I said, I, my dad knows the coach, I believe. So Word. Okay. Tough. It's, it's a good program. Are they bring? Obviously, he's I don't know who else they're Dolo. bringing yet. Yeah, I don't know not who yet. else they're bringing yet. We'll, we'll, we'll know. Because it's absolutely, that's what I'm thinking, too. I was like, he's the first name I've heard 
and I, then I don't, I don't like he's he doesn't fall under this school doesn't fall into modern days or anything like I was, that. Yeah, I was about to say I'm like, like it isn't one of those. They're on the come up though. Yeah, but you know, like these young boys, they don't go by themselves. Like nobody usually so moves that's by themselves. Like, so it generally, it's, he's probably the first domino. They they already got a couple kids from already in that Charlotte area, mm-hmm. so like okay. they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be a problem. Now that'll be. That means, man, dang! I wouldn't be surprised if he in three stripes next year. T, you already know who gonna, you know who gonna make a phone call. You know who already making a phone call. (laughs) Already know it's gonna be a war out there in the streets. Um, yeah. He felt. I I had some. Oh, oh, you had some? No, I had like a topic. We we'll discuss on another day. He Celtics. He Celtics. They played. Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, right now is two one. Yep. It's been good. It's nah, been it's good. been great it's basketball. Been, it's been amazing basketball. Um, I would like to say this: the East gave us better basketball. I was didn't I? I feel like I've said it on the pod. The East gave us better basketball. Better, or just the not more dramatic more because not more dramatic because we had the two game sevens, yeah. three ones on that end. But better I, basketball. I, I still hesitate. I man. might see because you got to think Milwaukee did get gentlemen's with the two-time MVP. So yeah. I just Sixers think, got swept. I mean, swept. We forget the game seven, Boston, Toronto. That was an amazing series. That was sure. yeah, yeah. So well, like that's still like we still got the the Nuggets, Jazz, then we still got the the Mavericks, Clippers, which was still a surprising series. Yeah. You know, the Clippers, were, the Clippers made a whole lot of series really great because they were so underwhelming. Yeah, right. And that, and that's what I was about to say next. I was about to say, are we just saying these series are good because the Clippers didn't show up? Completely? I think I think the Clippers. Or are we just, saying that? Because I I could say I gotta give credit to the teams that 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 pushed the Clippers though too. They because mm-hmm. the Mavericks played great basketball and the Nuggets played great basketball. So it just I can't hope that the Clippers folded. I look at it as this series, um, definitely the Heat Raptors series. I mean, Celtics Celtics Raptors. Excuse me, Celtics Raptors series. All of those in terms of what's taking place on the court. Consistently, fair. fair. I was like, this, this is where it's at right now. Now it's not the better conference, mm-hmm. not in my mind, and mm-hmm. it won't be, especially next season. Not even close. It's getting better, but it won't be better, Brian. It won't be. It won't be. You think we'll it too hard? We'll see. <laughs> but Thanks in terms, gonna change. but in terms of the playoffs, in terms of what we've seen out of all respective matchups, and this one included. It's been good. It's been solid. It's, it's been, been consistent. And can I say why? Why? Yeah. Better coaches. <laughs> In the West? In the East. Yeah. Tyree Bottom. Steven Spolstra. That's it right there. Fair. I'm sorry. I'm taking those three over just about everybody in the West, except maybe Carlisle. Yeah, Malone's a great coach. Malone's a great coach. I don't know I if don't he's know. in that tier yet. He's getting there. He's right he there. He's getting he there. Is. Right there. We're gonna he have is. to. We're gonna have to figure out how to do these tiers at some point. Coaches, we're gonna have to figure yeah. out how many coaches go in a certain yeah. tier and how they'll fall. We'll do that in the off like, season. He's but not far behind, but like I still think I would take Steven Spolstra and um, Nurse over him. Yeah, that's not crazy to say, but yeah. like there aren't there aren't a lot of coaches in the league. Better than Malone, oh no, though. Malone's up there. He's like I said, I think he's in that tier too. Because even if we're talking if, what if we're talking West we, now, Vogel's not better than Malone. If he's t- if we're oh, talking top ten, he's somewhere he falls in five to six, five to seven. Because Doc, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that Doc's yeah. not better yeah, than him. Yeah, Doc's not. <laughs> who who is the three seed? 
what in the this West? Is, yeah, three seeds Nuggets. Yeah, the okay. So then four was Houston. Yeah, I hate Dan Tony. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Billy Donovan. We're gonna figure out how good and and can we? We're gonna talk about that. Yeah, later. we. Yeah, sure yeah. We, we can get we can get, to that get in that him and then who was six? Um, Utah. Quinn's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good. Quinn, solid. Quinn, Quinn I think is, he's solid. I'll solid. Think. Seven was Carlisle, who's a ma- offensive genius. mad genius, mad mad. He's a mad scientist, like <laughs> on the offensive end. And then eight, Terry. Terry's a good coach. It's just Portland has just never had enough pieces. Portland's just got a ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. They, they have a ceiling. Yeah. They've hit it. And then who didn't make? And I guess the only good Pop. one, yeah, Pop Kerr, still number one who? to this day. Pop will be forever number. Oh one. yeah, yeah. 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 Until he decides to hang it up. Yeah. He's, pop. He's pop. So the Celtics have led in 101 minutes out of the 144 minutes of regulation <laughs> in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, Brown and Tatum um, last game are the second pair in Celtics in the last Celtics 30 postseasons to put up 25, 5, and 5. Together? I, together. Hang. On the same, at the same time. However, they are still losing this series. Still losing this series, even though um, I don't know. You could say they should be winning. Yeah, they um, folded game two. Um, definitely folded game two. Game one. Miami just took their game lunch. one. They wouldn't yeah. have got that. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't have got that. But what has been the distinction in game three? What was the distinction in game three? Gordon A lot of people saying Gordon, say Gordon Gordon came back. Gordon Hayward. Like yeah. just the fact of having another body who can play and make plays mm-hmm. was a big factor for them. They are not a deep team by any stretch of the imagination. Wanamaker was doing his best. I mean, he's trying. Grant Williams <laughs> is playing well. Like, they, they're throwing guys out there, and they're somewhat producing, but those guys can't make plays. Yeah. Gordon Hayward can make plays, and he didn't even shoot well in that game. Nah. And like I said, I mean, it makes sense. He's been out of the bubble. He's been hurt. That was his first game, actually. You had to run into Miami, like. And you play him 30 minutes. Yeah, you play him 30 minutes. But they had to. They don't have other options. They need him to play. And they need, I don't even think they really need him to play super well. They just need a guy they can throw out there and say, hey, play hard. If you're open, shoot it. If not, make the right read. And we'll we be trust okay. what you do on the court. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He was the big difference. He's in a that great game. placeholder. Exactly. And I, if he gets his shot back and he gets back in rhythm, all bets are off. They will, they will, yeah. Like, if he comes back and they play tomorrow, if he were to come back and get like, I hope I've, he's been getting shots up. I, w- I would hope so, too. Because like, one thing, I feel like a reason why they were able to win, Kimball Walker, 21 points, that, 50 from the field, 50 yeah. from Trey. Only got two free throws, but the fact that he looked like the guy that we were paying. Yeah, I don't trust him. Some, his knee is That's That's what's been really been making me nervous, man. Like, it's, I just, I, it's not that I don't think he could produce. I think the injury is It's not him, allowing him. It's making his play go up and down too much. <sighs> yeah, I know what I always say about injuries. But if you're on the court, I don't care. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say that, but still. And Kimba's not what Kimba. I'll say. We Gucci. A minor hoops technical difficulties. Uh oh. So, <laughs> guys. I gonna segue this one. <laughs> Hey man, we messed up. Let's just be real about it. Let's Ain't the first time. It. Yeah, won't be the last. Technical difficulties. We didn't even know the camera wasn't rolling. It was rolling. It just stopped for some reason. Cause we got eight minutes. Yeah. 
So we didn't mess up, but we messed up. It is what it is. Y'all love us though, right? <laughs> hit that sub button. Hit that like button. If y'all do that, I bet we won't mess up again. <laughs> Guilt trip the fans. <laughs> wow. They're not fans. They're family now. If you can see us mess up, you then really you, you really, you really right just, now. you really just jumped in. But um, what was I saying? Man? Oh, we're talking about Gordon Hayward being X Factor for my uh for. The Celtics. Yeah, yeah, and then then we found our way on to Kimball. Uh, Kimball Walker and his injury and his health yeah. playing a factor into his up and down play. Um, I don't know who was talking last. I think it was me. I was just saying how like if you're injured, while I do understand being hurt uh, and playing injured does affect your game. Yeah, I'll never use it as an excuse for bad play. Mm. Especially, makes, especially. You said what? That makes no sense to me. If, if you're going to play horribly hurt, don't play. If you're going to hurt my team because you're playing so hurt, don't play. So what's their better option? If Kim, like Kimba hurt is still better than Brad Wanamaker. <laughs> I don't, I like literally, like I don't know what to tell you on that one. Like, I mean, it's, it seems like it's very self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, if, like, if you're on the court, no excuses. Yeah. I, I understand where he's coming with that. I mean, once again, it's not like Kimba's making excuses, but it does point to the reason for his up and down production. Like, especially for smaller players, a knee injury you ain't going to be comfortable on. I guess I'm just going to say I don't care. Like, I do understand that this is the reason, this is et cetera, et cetera. You're on the court for me. Like, Yeah, we in the playoffs. Yeah, like either you're going to play through this joint and you're going to produce or I need to sit you. Because if you're hurting my team because you're hurt, that means you shouldn't be playing. So you'd play Brian Wanamaker 35 minutes. If Kimball was going to play like trash, he didn't play like trash last game. That's what I'm I'm saying. But he played like trash the first two games. Yeah. And I'm not You're rolling the the dice every time he walks on the court. You don't know which one you're getting. But I can say he played like trash. And I don't want to hear, oh, it's because of the injuries. Like, I'm not going to give him that excuse. Yeah, there's no because if he if he plays well, but if he plays well, it's like wow, he played well in spite of the injuries, and then you you give him the way out. That's a real thing. That's whack. That's not whack. That's That's a real thing. It can't it can't be like that because it's like you got to acknowledge that like yeah, he is hurt, but at the end of the day, his performance is is what it's going to be. Facts. Like prime example, OG Isaiah Thomas had he broke his ankle, went out there and just like trashed it. Then it's just like, dang, like, IT, like, you got hurt. Like, mind you, we're talking Detroit Pistons, Isaiah. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, if you don't know this moment, then you don't love the game. Facts. <laughs> right? You don't. Know, right. Bra- breaks his ankle, third, comes back, goes for, he, he went, he finished with, goes like, ballistic. 43. 42, 42, 43, something like that. Like, went crazy in the third. Like, if he would have came back, like I said, and hurt himself, then we would be talking about Isaiah, like, you were hurt and you hurt your team. I wouldn't. I would nah. say he's a warrior who went out and tried to end it on his terms. But he we, just couldn't. If you, lo- if you lose, though, bro, like I don't know, you I come back, you play that, that whole game, and then y'all lose. Like and like you're just and absolutely you're visibly trash and you're out there limping, getting beat back door by Byron Scott. Like that's not yeah. helping. us. Hey, y'all the ones that wanted Chris Paul to go out there want to pull hamstring and try to guard something. Like I, y'all I just, can't have it both ways. With, with you can't Chris, say you want him to play hurt and then say if I plays hurt, I didn't go out there try. I said go out there try. If in three minutes they're like, nope, sit down. My biggest thing is Chris Paul went out there and tried, and he played bad. I'm still keeping the same energy. I'm be like, dang, like for all that, I'm just not giving you the excuse of being hurt. I can't. If you're playing, you're playing. Listen, I'm not calling it an excuse. I'm just saying it's a reason. Like, yeah, it's but not an excuse. when you bring it up, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like this this underlying. It's a it's a caveat. It's a I don't know. That's not the right word. I it's like making it almost conditional to a sense. Like, yeah. That's not the right word either, but y'all know what but I mean. But I, I get the I'm sentiment like, that you're, you're, you're giving off. So, I I mean, I understand what, what y'all are saying in terms of Kimba. 
I look at it as I look at Kemba in this situation as he really I'm not going to look at him differently after this series. I'm not going to look at him differently after this series. I've already seen enough out of the Celtics. They're better with him than Kyrie. And 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 that's just that simple. No matter which Kyrie you gave us, yeah, they're better with Kemba than they are Kyrie. And And that's all this season was really about for the Celtics. And some people, and they may never say it, you know, they may never put that on wax and, and, and maybe Marcus Smart will, cause he has a tendency to do that. But they, they gave, when Kyrie went to Brooklyn and the season that before was really, yeah. And then Kimba comes in and we all question like, oh, Kimba's going to be better than, and a lot of people looking at it in statistics. A lot of people looking at it in that regard. No, I they, they, no they flow better with Kimba. And he's yeah, better the, for the, the Boston Celtics than yeah. Kyrie was. Like I said, Kyrie's the better talent. But he's the best. The he's fit. the better player. Period. Yeah. Like, and so I think I think that's just all I needed to see. Yeah, but it was just more fit. Like happens, I remember, I remind everybody when Kyrie first got to the Boston Celtics, they were the one seed until he got hurt and stopped playing. Yeah. So it's like I give respect to that, but then Kyrie is like, "What have you done for me lately?" And then your last time with the Boston Celtics that season. Like, that was underwhelming. So, yeah, I do think Kemba definitely fits better with not even the the play style of the Boston Celtics. This is the culture, period, mm-hmm. of being around every day. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the guys just seem like there's a, there's more cohesion in the locker room. Guys I think everybody grew from the Kyrie experience. Absolutely. I think, I think Kyrie left and grew. I think the young boys grew. I think everybody but maybe Terry Rozier. I see more on Kyrie by that part. I've seen enough. <laughs> I've seen enough fifty balls. So I'm good. Um, the name we haven't mentioned about the Miami Heat in a while um, is Jimmy Butler. We talk about Jimmy. Um, yeah, we gotta show him some love. We gotta show Jimmy some love, and it's a question I saw kind of popping up. Um, a lot of people have been saying how Jimmy's numbers aren't necessarily indicative of a number one option or a leader of an NBA team. Or a leader of a conference finals mm-hmm. or a finals team. And they related it a lot to Paul George. Who related it to Paul George? <laughs> I just want to see where you were going. I want to know who did it. <laughs> I'll show him what Paul George looked like. I haven't seen it. I'd give a lot to have Jimmy Butler right now. <laughs> you give everything that name Kawhi. Yeah, for Jimmy Butler right now. And... And so the conversation, I, I was just, I was just eavesdropping, but the conversation, pretty much was centered around how statistically Jimmy Butler isn't that impressive. However, he provides this leadership aspect. And then my rec, my thought process was, it's effort. It's effort. It's a sense of dog mentality. All that in the third where. Jimmy's doing so many things right on the basketball court. He gets a pass if he's not shooting the ball well. And so my question to you guys is, is this the season where we finally rank? Because I think a lot of people have underrated Jimmy. But is this the season where we finally rank Jimmy as the better wing or guard um, than we've had 
the PGs and some of these other guys who have pretty much flamed out. Oh yeah, some of these guys have fallen off the face of the earth. Um, I mean, like who? Outside of Paul George, who? Yeah, I was just about to say, ain't nobody. Uh, Paul George is just the one person whose stock and, is and that, crazy. And that, that was the name. That's the name I started. That's the name I started. So I give you, Paul George is cratered, but like who else? Russell Westbrook. Fair. Okay. I don't consider Russell wing. So yeah. he's a guard. Okay, he's a and he's been off guard this last season. Mm. Jim, uh, James has been the point, and I'm not gonna say he's better than James Harden, but some people have, might say that. We would have to more so pull up. So how are we weighing? How are we weighing Jimmy Butler now? Man, I always just weighted off your impact to winning. Like you, you hear me say we, that in so, terms of Jimmy Butler all the time. Jimmy impacts winning. I don't care if he has 18, four, and five. Like. I don't care if he doesn't have monster triple doubles. I don't care if he doesn't give us a fifty ball every twenty games. Like so, so that so in your mind is Jimmy winning. is Jimmy a top three in the league? Top three what? Guard in the league right now? When no. guard, two guard, guard. No, he's not a top three. Like no. First of all, I thought didn't they? They had him at like the three in the All Star, didn't they? Where do we? Yeah, I don't know. Three. It's that two three spot is yeah, so funky. Up, that two three I'll, spot I'll, I'll is so funky. Yeah, we need our right positional there. rankings. All five. Let me pull up our preseason. All right. backwards. <laughs> but I'll say this: we definitely have to, because Jimmy's in that realm. You you can rarely tell who's a two, who's a right. three nowadays. But what you, you want to call them wings? We can call them wings. We have wings and we have like two way guys. Now there are like a small amount of two way guys, like in the league. We got. At the top of the top, we got like Kawhi Leonard, Clay, Clay, mm-hmm. PG is dropping within that. Jalen Brown is above PG Ooh, in that. Okay. Um, Jimmy Butler. Jalen Brown's above PG. Yeah, my yeah. Along with Jason Tatum, so both of them are above. Jason Tatum, I'm not gonna say he's two way yet, and I don't know when people started saying that he that he's a two way. He's been guarding fours all year. Yeah, he had Pascal a lot. He's been guarding four. Pascal still got to add more moves, but all in all, like yeah, he, you, you it, said, Pascal's ready to be a number one. Oh, I said it. And, and Tatum, <laughs> I don't know, Lee. You call. You literally said. I said Pascal catching Giannis. Yeah, I said he's catching Giannis. That's yeah. what you were saying all year. But he sure I, looked like it. One move and done. All I'm saying is, are we gonna say Jason Tatum is now a two way guy? If he, I'll say if he keeps this defensive intensity for like one more year, then yeah. But like yeah. nobody was talking about Jason Tatum. Being a potential two-way guy like going into this year, because even when he broke out the when he broke out the purple armband, he was not playing defense then. Still, he was just filling it up. He was playing defense a little bit, man. I don't know about that. Uh, he's been I'm playing not, D. I don't know. Been, Let's not. I never he's been defending two-way, but I think that he has improved as a defender greatly. Yeah, he he definitely has improved. He's as improved. A so I guess I, I'm just like. But he's, he's not he's what on comes his to way mind. To being a two-way guy. He's I, not what when I I'll think about two-way players, George, I don't think though. about Jason Tatum. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So I guess okay. we would have to so sit we, down. Are we just look? So yeah, we, do once we have again, the rankings? yeah, I have rankings here. Um, who do we have above each of us? Who do each of us have like above Jimmy Butler? Somebody may not have Jimmy. In the I list. might not have Jimmy. You so Greg, you had Jimmy at ten. Okay, you had nine two guards better than Jimmy. Come on, Tamar had Jimmy at eight. I had Jimmy at five. What do I have him at? I never got your rankings. I think you missed that episode. Ah, I may have missed the two guard. Yeah, okay. I think you missed the two guard. Who episode. were the nine two guards? You said who? So you everybody had, in your mama. Who Greg was? had Harden, right? DeRozan. Whoa, Whoa you're wilding. I remember it now. Harden, DeRozan. I remember it now. Mitchell, CJ, Foul. Bill, Luca, Booker, Drew, and Levine. Had a wild list now. I remember it. <laughs> Taman had Harden, Luca, Booker, Mitchell, Bill, CJ, Levine. All right. And all I had ahead of him was Harden, Luca, Mitchell, and CJ. 
Okay. The fact, dang, that's wild. That's yeah. crazy how much. I ain't mad at my list. If anything, that's crazy how much Philly underachieved. The fact that we all that that we had CJ over him at one point. That's crazy how bad like that they underachieved last year. It's crazy because I'll say this like we do forget like I'll say to CJ I was biased. Yeah, I, I'll say to CJ I was biased. I'll say well, to, yeah we know you're biased. To CJ. Um, I was. After I made the after actually CJ has a bag. CJ has a bag. He does. He's not better than Jimmy, but he has a bag. CJ, I understand that when I made the list, and and y'all remember? No, no. When I made the list, when I made the list, they were coming off a Western Conference Finals appearance. Yeah, they were. Like I'm not, I'm not mad at our preseason having CJ above. I had them tanking too. When I made the list, and I had said DeRozan, I knew off top, and I said it on camera. Now, this was, was wild. Like I knew that. I don't like, know why you said that. Well, yeah, yeah, DeRozan. Yeah, DeRozan is the second best two guard in yeah, the I said, NBA. Yeah, I well, said that. That wasn't for context. I think I made that in who, the car. I was like, I would not. Who was it was not yeah, It was who was going to have the best season, not who was the best. So that's why the fact that he thought DeMar DeRozan was the second best two guard. Yeah, you had the second best season out of all the two. Once again, I a. I don't want to make excuses <laughs> because fair. I showed up to play. Fair, fair, fair. Respect, respect. I did respect. that, John, in the car. <laughs> so, so that's not like an injured list. If nah, I was so, so, I mean, if I'm going off my list, the only person I can probably put Jimmy ahead of, without a doubt, is CJ. That's the only person I would move him ahead of. But so where there, would he there's fall? Some guys, there's some guys that. James, only only people I had ahead of him to begin with was James, Luca, and Mitchell. Those only and CJ. Those are only four players I had ahead of Jimmy. So okay. So, so the that, only person so, I could easily move him ahead of is CJ. I can't, I can't put him ahead of Mitchell yet. If you take him to the finals, though, bro, I'm gonna have but to. You, so here's my thing: if we put Jimmy in Utah and Mitchell in Miami, Jimmy in Utah wins, I think that first round series. But I don't think against he's Jamal. getting to the finals. Denver's not gonna get to the finals. You don't think Miami, Utah? No, I'm saying if you put Mitchell in Miami, do you, you don't think Mitchell would thrive in that environment? I don't think they're getting to the finals. I don't think they're beating Boston. <laughs> like I said, when we always have these hypothetical swaps, it's like, is, is Donovan going to carry the same know. kind of weight and culture on both ends of the floor? But I think Miami's it. culture has always been the same. Jimmy just fits perfectly into it. And the, it's Does what Donovan? Does I don't think, I don't, I think Donovan would fit I don't think you just throw it. Donovan on the heat and take Jimmy out. Nate. Nah, I, I think bro. Donovan would love the Miami culture. Part, For but, sure, but now you're losing, like, arguably the, the, the best or the second the best. Yeah, but that's my thing. Miami, you're losing back a to leader. What bro. I've said, I don't think Jimmy, Jimmy is the leader, but Miami's culture is always going to have a leader. But, yeah, like, you're taking Spolster the veteran really leader the on the leader of the team. But you're taking the veteran leader But the whole the team, Goran Dragic is a veteran. Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, they Gorn have Dra- veterans. Goran Dragic didn't start for most of the year. That that's, was just a playoff. And we Kendrick saw how that turned out. Kendra Nunn is not playing no more. Yeah, for sure. But, like, I think I think context matters. Like, you're taking it yeah. out as if, like, all these young boys and everybody's just going to keep doing the same thing. They develop with Jimmy. Yeah. Who knows what happens if you take Donovan and start him at the beginning of the year with the Heat right now and say, like, Hey, how is Tyler gonna develop? How's Kendrick gonna uh, develop? How are the Heat gonna play? I think they're a playoff well, team. I don't think they sure. need Kendrick at that point. Kendrick will be gone. But I'm just saying, is Goran gonna still be going and play the same way? Yes, we got to see these guys thrive, but we got to see them thrive with Jimmy. Do they yeah. thrive with Mitchell? That's a good I, point. I mean, I just saw Mike Conley thrive next to Donovan for the last 30 games of the season. I'm pretty sure Goran. Yeah, Mike Conley's an established veteran. Thriving. Pull up those numbers, Brad. Pull them up because I don't know. It's not. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the numbers. 
Taman is right. I, I get what Taman said. Mike Conley's Mike Conley, regardless of Donovan Mitchell. Like, Tyler Harrell, like Jimmy Hartman. Gordon Dragic is the guy who's but been I'm an all-star like, in the even league the young before boys. Jimmy and getting, I don't know. I don't think Donovan helps develop the young talent to get them to the point yeah, that they I are think, right I now think, that Jimmy does. I think does. the team culture develops that, not Jimmy. I think he helped. I think he helped develop. I think he helped I think he helped that. I think it's fair to say that Jimmy played a hand in that. And a major hand. Veteran leadership. And you can hear in conversations with Tyler and and all yeah, those they guys, love Jimmy. and that's the point. And that's the and that's the point where you can't necessarily create with the hypotheticals. Those moments where you have Jimmy in that space with those guys around them in the locker room, instilling them with confidence. Jimmy and Donovan Mitchell aren't the same people. And then so the, the thing that we're ignoring, like the real, the big like, aspect, but like yeah. that biggest aspect that we're ignoring, there's two no, sides mean, of the like, ball. Like that's Donovan, like you're not gonna have a lineup of going Tyler Donovan, and Donovan, Donovan, and like the only person out there who's really actually strapping or like playing great defense is Bam. I think Donovan would play better defensive. Like I not to the level of Jimmy down. Butler though, but bro. He, he would, would not be coming all. That's my point. I think he's so much better. I think he's so much better offensively. It would balance out. That's my point. I, let's not act like Jimmy had the bag that Donovan does because he don't. He doesn't. Okay, so, and, and I mean that's so what that's my thing. I'm just saying it balances out at a point. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. That's I've seen I've seen Jimmy do some real dog stuff on oh, yeah, both ends of the floor to win the game. Jimmy's a dog. I, we I've just saw dog. Donovan be a dog. For, like for we sure. know Donovan for has sure. that gear for sure. But I feel like Jimmy got his team there, and I don't know. I think with Jimmy, a lot of the young guys they took they they took steps quicker than what we thought they were going to take. Yeah. Understand what you mean by heat culture. They were going to get him there. I think Jimmy, like, just expedited the whole process. It's still another thing. It's one thing when, yes, when your GM is saying something. It's one thing when your coach is saying something. It's another thing when the best player on the team. actively showing you this. He's leading by example. Like, I love Donovan, but I don't. I don't know if he's the best player on the team. You don't think Jimmy Butler is the best player on the team? He's the best player on the team, in all honesty. In all seriousness, I think Bam might be the best player on that team. He got the biggest upside, most potential. I think he might. You you can argue that he's the most talented. Jimmy's the best player on this team. He might. He definitely has the highest ceiling, hands down. For sure. But today, in terms of how that offense runs and like everything Bam is doing for them. No, and that's why I think. That's why, if anything, I say like, yo, like Laker fans, like don't think the championship is the Western Conference Finals. Like if you guys play the Heat. They will, there will be like a championship still to earn. That's not, y'all not gonna hop, skip, and jump through them. Facts. I don't think gonna hop, skip, and jump through either one of them. Yeah. Nah, I think but, they can get I think I Boston, think the they would. Like, people were saying, like, simple. oh, we do need another Lakers Boston. I'm like, no, this is not the Lakers Boston, like, that we've yeah. ever no, seen. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the Celtics gonna, I, I would rather, would watch, I would rather watch I like, the Heat, I think. I would rather watch the Heat versus the Lakers. But I don't think the Celtics Lakers series is just some foregone conclusion. Like I think that's still that's still a battle in I just, my mind. I, I think like, that's still a battle. I just feel like with Jimmy Butler, like with what he does on that team, put Donovan. Like one reason they were able to beat Milwaukee was because your best player. Like every time you go into the playoff series, your best player's thought process is like I gotta get thirty. Jimmy's thought process going into that series was like I'm going to stop Giannis. So I felt like that sets a culture. It does because I mean, but let's not act like he was the main player on Giannis. Like they had crowd, they put Bam Crowder on. Like if they were just play- swapping guys. If out, your best like players did, still, like- if your best player is going to make that commitment to the defensive end, like everybody else, I feel like is going to join in. I agree with that. 
And I think that's I think that's what a lot of people are starting to realize about Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not a guy who's going to have these wild numbers. He's, he's not, not going to have a bunch of 40s. And he's, he's not, not. going to have a bunch of 40s. And because of that, he's going to be underrated a lot. He's going to miss a lot of all-NBA teams. He's going to miss a lot of – he might miss some all-star games down the line at some point. He's just a dog. Bro. Like, he's going to miss those, but at the end of the day – he is going to facilitate winning. And I think that's hard to quantify. Exactly. It's hard to rank. You're not gonna that hit that on the stat guy. sheet. It's not gonna be a whole lot of metrics or analytics about that. It's just that's that's more what you just see off the eye test. Cause what Jimmy does do and what I do love about him is that he does all the things that we tell like the the eighth, ninth man off the bench, hey, you gotta do this to stay in the league. Now you see the best player on the team do this constantly. He makes right. those hustle plays. He plays with that heart and that effort. So, yeah, definitely. You can't you can't really measure that. Right. You just have to watch it and appreciate it. So, I mean, that I think that's the majority of the conversation where the conversation was going. And I, I was just eavesdropping on. Um, and so, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that, see where y'all, y'all head was at in terms of Jimmy. And, of course, we'll get into the rankings in terms of um, next season and <laughs> in terms of how we looked at each player going forward. But I think Jimmy jumped a lot of guys that two years ago we were saying were MVP caliber players. And now we're looking at them like they're fringe top 10. And he is now shooting up the rankings, not because of his numbers, but because bro, and a, of the production. And the words, the production. And the and, words of leak, bro, Jimmy just showed that sometimes analytics will get you killed. Sometimes, like, and if we even look at where he's been these past couple of years, so Philly, yeah, I was, I just was saying that they underachieved with that team last year. The year prior is the last time that Minnesota had went to the playoffs in how long? Since Kevin Garnett. Yep. The year prior, him being in Chicago, they're up 2-0. He is the best player on that team. He was. Mm-hmm. And people forget, I remember the first year that he even halfway came on the scene. 2015, out of nowhere, he's averaging 20 points. This is four years after Derrick Rose's MVP year. So, like, Chicago, like, they were moving with a different dynamic. It wasn't D. Rose getting us 26 a night. So, like, he had a hand in that. Right. So, like, I think more so it's on a – it's weird with him. It's on a way lower, lower scale. But the same manner you can, like, look at a dude like Kawhi and, like, where he's been at his team's win, like – Jimmy is in that same manner. It just is no championship to come he with it. He impacts winning. But he impacts winning. I think I think he's he's in a great spot. And I think this stint that he's gonna have in Miami is going to like really, really make people take a lot of words back that we said about him. We're gonna see. Like I said, one thing Jimmy does not have on his time is or one thing he does not have on his side is time. No. Like he's already thirty one. Yeah. He's thirty at least. He's like definitely thirty. Oh, he, just thirty. he just turned thirty. Yeah. He just turned he just thirty. Yeah, just turned thirty. Hey, but that's why he already has a lot of miles on him legs. He's but that's why he's going to get more help. Like guys are coming to Miami. Somebody's coming soon, and he knows that. And I'll I'll say this. I know Brian just said it, and I said it early. I said you may not have to look for another guy. Bam might be that guy. Like he might be the guy you could just hand it off to and say, take us there. And then you got guys like Tyler and Duncan Robinson. Um, I'm not I'm not over Kendrick Nunn yet. Yes, he's he is 
He's a rookie. I think, he, I think he's gonna be gone after this year. He's a rookie. He's I a think rookie. if they trade him, they try to trade him for a piece. He's a twenty-four year old rookie. Like, for let's sure. Not act him. Like, he's for a just, real rookie. Sure. Like, but like Duncan like Robinson, no, he's a rookie. rookie. Too. He's a rookie, bro. Like, I say everybody. You're, you're, you're I gotta be consistent. Everybody gets one. Yeah, so bro. I don't. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be. What do you consistent. mean by gets one? Everybody gets a, a moment. Gets a series or a, a, a that they get this. You go into a bubble. You're playing with the top. 15 teams in the league now? Mm-hmm. Just 15? You're not getting any fluff games anymore or anything like that in between those top 15 teams? And you're struggling versus them? I think that's fair. I mean, he if was struggling year, before the season ended. Like He was struggling, but he's, we still saw, like, okay, he can play in this league. He yeah. can, he can oh, hang in I'm this league. I'm not saying he can't play in the league. He can I'm hang saying, in this league. So I'm not necessarily saying. I don't saying, think he's vital to Miami's future is my point. Like I think Miami could move on from him and be very content. It'll just be interesting which direction they want to do with Gorn. Because he, yeah. if we, if we want to talk about age, yeah, he's yeah. thirty, he's 10 years older than him. Yeah. Right. So it's just like, how much, mind you, Gorn's going to be up for a contract. Do you try to groom Kendrick? Do you, are, are, are you, are you, you going to? I don't think Spolstra rocks with Kendrick like that. That's why I think it's becoming obvious. That's the reason I'm No, I wouldn't say that more. because there was a reason why they told Dragic in the beginning of the year, hey, we need you to come off the bench. And they weren't holding Kendrick back. Like, Kendrick was shooting shots that undrafted rookies usually yeah. don't shoot. So, what I mean by don't rock with, like I said, I think they recognize Kendrick has, he has a flamethrower scoring mentality. Like I said, he can definitely come in and get you points. But, like, defensively, he's not really there. He doesn't really do what Spolster asked him to do. Playmaking-wise, once again, he's a guy who's really more so looking for his shot than running the offense. Like, Spolster is like, and you can see, like, in the playoffs, Spolster's like, eh, I don't really need that type of guy. I need Gorn to run my offense. I need Jimmy to get buckets, Duncan, Tyler. He literally is trusting everybody else but Kendrick. Like, I think Spolster just, him and Kendrick aren't clicking on that level. And granted, that could change with the summer. Yeah. Like, but like I said, I could see them moving on from him and being content is my point. It would, I'll say this. If he goes, he's not going on his own. Because nobody's just going to give up a – Whatever it is you're trying to get, you're not just sending Kendrick on his own because you might as well just keep him for whatever piece you would potentially bring in. Yeah, if you give up Kendrick, like, I don't know, you're trying to bring in something that'll help your team win now, and it's not a huge piece, but, like, something that you can immediately fill into a role, like some, some veteran role player. Yeah. Which is, which is fine, like, but I think that, that comes with also – what do you think you're going to get in the free agency market or the major yeah. trade market or something like that? Yeah, they're that? definitely going to look first. Like I said, yeah. they're not going to just kick them out without having a backup I, I plan. Just, yeah. uh, I don't know. And you know what's funny? I would not be shocked tomorrow if Kendrick Nunn goes off because the last time you said trade a young boy. He's a free agent, so I ain't say nothing about trading him. Hey. Um, we're going to try to retire the Clippers after this. <laughs> Good luck. We're going to try. Um, nah, they deserve like nah, two, yeah. three if they, more if they, if, if they do dumb stuff, if, if my guys do dumb stuff to pop yeah. up, then nah, like. They deserve yeah. all of this. It's not like we're bullying them. So They asked for it. Shams of the Athletic. You got pulled up. Um, I've got, I got some of the information here. I got some of it. I got that. But right. in terms of the Clippers after the season, there's still some rumblings going on within the team. You would think everybody would just go to their respective you Bubbles. Know, <laughs> homes, you know, and, and just chill out, you know. Really? <laughs> you have, you, we, we've been on the court together, right? Yeah. We've been on the court together. For sure. We've taken some losses we shouldn't have taken, right? 
Yes. yes did we, we did we talk about all of those? Since sometimes we just get in the car and was like, we don't talk to, to me. Yeah. But and then we meet back up and you're like, Let, let's go get this one. Right. Out of all the losses that we've ever had, mind you, me and Greg have known each other since fifth grade. Out of all <laughs> the losses we've ever had in our life, do you think we even have our losses half as bad as what the Clippers <laughs> did? A third as bad, a tenth as bad as what they did. Do you, Greg? Do you? Nah. All right. That's nah. that's my whole point. Yeah. This ain't bullying. This is just justice. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. So, um, after we talked about Paul George, we talked about the Clippers, and we talked about some of his comments, um, at least that he made towards the media, saying that this season wasn't necessarily um, or a championship or bust season. And we've had a lot to say about that. But apparently, Chris mm, Paul George had more to say in the locker room um, <laughs> to the team. Um, you got it? I'm trying to find it. Give me a sec. I don't think there was a direct quote. Um, it was. Well, yeah, Shams had a direct quote. Um, but in terms of it, Paul George was pretty much preaching to the team or imploring the team that everyone should stay committed, be ready to come back, and make this push next season. And it was left with, quote, eye rolls um, and a not very a poor response from the rest of the team. Um, also, my bad, I want to leave this part out. Also, there are players within the locker room that's not Kawhi Leonard <laughs> who've had an issue with his statements, not because of what he said, but because he said it and they think they're better than him. Now, Broussard said that. I think that's Cap. You think that's Cap? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Cap, Cap, Cap. Big. I'm just like, yo, I get guys not being cool with what Paul George said because he, bro, like, for how you end up playing, not only, there was like two games in the Denver series that weren't too hot for him, and then, like, the Dallas series is just like, bro, like, if the reason you're playing bad is because of some some girlfriend drama like dog we don't have time for that we don't have time for that bro we don't true we don't so like i got two you play, years you playing for yex's father <laughs> like that like that is not it's hard to get away from that's not it like so i get that but i don't know if there's anybody that that's not Kawhi leonard on this team that actually thinks he's better than paul Are george you sure? i would assume <laughs> because i remember fondly in okc there was a gentleman by the name of Reggie Jackson, <laughs> and he thought he was better than Russell Westbrook. But Reggie at that is time. PG's man's though, so that's the only reason why. No, 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 no I'm, I'm not saying like, Reggie. I'm not saying Reggie Jackson but, thought that. Oh, but you're but saying there's there, somebody there are, who's there. I always I want to see who, who, who. I, I don't know. I want to look at that dude and be like, <laughs> I don't know. Because if you if you think you was better, if you think you're better than Paul George, then what did you do? If that's what you think, Doc didn't put me in the game. Bro, Shaman's over there like, man, if I had if I just, just shots, if I just had Land, his green Land light. over there like, hey, I wouldn't hit the side of the backboard. Fair. Nah, like, I just feel like it's it's a lot going on right now. And like I was telling y'all before the pod, like for all we know, this could be different types of dudes leaking stuff to get, you know, their contracts, whatever. Like, actually, now that I think about narrative it. Narrative is everything. There's at least two clutch. There's two clutch guys, matter of fact, on the Clippers, Trez and Marcus Morris. Yeah. So, I mean. 
Yeah, which I hope I if anything, I want us to move on for I prefer I preferably want to sign and trade with Trez. Um only move Marcus if he's gonna get us something back, but it's been a lot going on in the past week since this is a probably the biggest de- like team debacle we've seen since what, twenty sixteen when Golden State blew a chip? Have we seen a team like I don't even know if that's up there. That's like I don't bad. think it's the same. Nah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be mad over. I'm gonna be always more mad over blowing a chip. But they already than had a one. <laughs> you I, already I, had I, a but chip. But I'm looking at a back to back in my face. I feel and you. we went 73. But we had I think, a chip. I think the difference is like they they did have a chip, <laughs> and now the Clippers' chances of getting a oh, yeah, chip yeah, yeah. like got cut by like a lot. 35 percent. And like the Warriors still had some type of like they could walk walk away into locker room going. Man, if things had just bounced out, if Draymond didn't get hurt, if, if Bogan didn't get hurt, if Iggy don't get hurt, if Stephanie is all right, we win this series. Nope. There's nothing for that for the Clippers. It's just, yeah. we didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way around it. We just didn't do it. Right. Yeah. They didn't look in mirrors, bro. They couldn't have. <laughs> I couldn't have looked at myself after that. I ain't going to front. Like, not basketball me. So. Like, the man me, for sure. I love me. Like, I hope these guys <laughs> understand. Like, Kawhi, PG, all you guys you're that play, like, trash. Like, yeah, you're more than basketball. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead and love yourself. But don't love basketball you from game <laughs> seven. Hate that man and come back better. But, yeah, love you. Just don't Go love him. So, the Sam uh, article says, in the postgame locker room Tuesday night, George was preaching to his teammates to remain committed for all players to return to the team this offseason and stay ready to make another run. It was met by some eye rolls and bewilderment, sources said, because George did not back up his words with action in the series, and the team has multiple free agents' decisions to make. Now, read the stat list off. Read that last sentence. It's hilarious. George scored 10 points on 4 of 16 shooting Mm -hmm. and 2 of 11 from three-point range in game seven. Mm Mm-hmm. All I heard was Paul George in the locker room like, don't leave me. That's all, that's all I heard. I don't, don't even, leave me. I don't even think it's don't leave me. Because at the end of the day, PG is the highest played dude on that team. I don't think he's chipping off that. I think it was really one of those more just like oblivious things. And like I've played with guys like this before that like. That's more dangerous than the dog. Oh, yeah, that's scary. That's scary. Yeah. I'm his teammate in that incident. I've been like I said, I've had teammates like that, and I'm like, yo, I really want to punch you in the face right yeah. now. That's why I like, like why looked oblivious. at him bewildered. Then, I'm like, yo, you're crazy. You're and, actually crazy if you're thinking like that. Dog, you're telling us to come back hard. <laughs> <laughs> but then also siding, like I said, the incident between him and Trez. Like I said, they pe- and I think they blew that out of proportion. I think it was blew out of proportion, but I also think it's part it's of real. the underlying issue. I think it's, it's a real, real thing. Like a number of people have come out and said, like, yo, one thing to Paul George is like he doesn't take accountability when I, he, he doesn't he, perform. And he looks like that type of guy. So yeah. once again, if I'm your teammate, if I'm if I'm Landry, if I'm I'm Jermichael Green, if I'm Lou, even though Lou played horribly as well, mm-hmm. like I'm looking at you like, nah, dude, you supposed to be the superstar. Like, shut up. Don't talk to me. You choked. PG yeah, choked. I played bad, but you choked. Now, it's, it's just at times, like, all you want to hear somebody say is my bad. My bad. That's all you want to hear. That's all you need to I don't want right you now. to try to galvanize. I don't want you to try to inspire. All I want to hear is don't be the my leader now. bad. Just apology, no. apology, apology. I'm going to do better. I don't, I don't even care apology. how bad I, I played. I want to hear, yo, I, let, I dropped the my. I, like, I want to hear my yeah, bad. That's all I want to hear. Yo, I'm starting workouts at my house on such and such date. Let me know when y'all ready to go. That's all I want to hear from you at that point. I don't want to hear nothing about everybody should stay committed. No. You weren't even committed. Agent, you don't talk to me about my money. Like, yeah. don't, especially if I'm, if I'm Trez or yeah. Marcus, don't talk to me about my money. Don't tell me I got to come back because I'm going to have to take less if I come back here. Facts. Don't tell me that. 
Exactly. Especially after you just put up that performance. Nah, I don't want to hear it. That that right there, it's gonna be it's gonna be so interesting how the year turns out because we don't know what's gonna happen with these free agency moves. What I am confident in, I'm confident I don't trust a decision that Doc Rivers is gonna make. But I do trust the <laughs> thought process of Steve Ballmer and Jerry West and Lawrence Franklin. Mm-hmm. I do trust those three individuals together in a in a meeting, those three guys are gonna come out with a smart idea. So, and I will say this, I don't think they are opposed from trading Paul George for the right pieces because they got to look at it like this. Like, we have already, technically speaking, yeah, we gave up all of these picks for, like, Kawhi and PG, but even them looking back on it now, they're like, yo, at the end of the day, like, we, in their mind, we gave this up for PG because it's like, yo, Kawhi's here now, and we can't let potentially us have another bad year Kawhi does his thing and PG loafs again. And now we're out of five draft picks and no rings. <laughs> so I could see them having a talk with Kawhi and being like, yo, X, Y, and Z, we know you wanted this guy. Who else? Is, is, there, is there anybody <laughs> there else? Anybody else but you would accept? Like I said, we run into the problem of Who's you can't over? really Get who else Kawhi will but, want. But the thing, and I was listening to a radio show, and they had actually lift, listed off a couple names. So you got to think, like, in the past couple of years, between, like, Tobias, the, no. whole, the whole shade, Danilo, five draft picks, Blake Griffin. Like, the Clippers will make a move. Mind you, they traded Tobias right when they were supposed to give him a max. That's why Philly ended up giving him this bread. Fact. So they traded Chris Paul. They traded DeAndre. So they will make a move if need be. And while his stock is at an all-time low, there's I find it hard to believe that all 30 teams will say no to him because somebody took Russ this year. And I ain't going to lie to you. PG stock ain't no worse than Russ last year. After after Dame after Dame popped him, it's no worse. It's no lower. It's you know no lower. I, I think you know it, it is. is because PG was part of that team that that Dame popped. Like he but if anything, he was better than he played better. He played he better did, than Russ did. in that series. But Russ is MVP. Russ, don't nobody we seen Russ like back. We seen him do team. what? We, we seen, seen him, him do what? To the playoffs. Yeah. Like, and then Russ when we is, get there, then we huh? we get there and huh? hey, I agree with you. But PG ain't never did that. I, I can say this. I can say this. All time, who's the better player, Russ? And that's why I'm. And Russ is gonna sell more tickets. Big fact. Like PG, you, bro. I don't. I can't. Somebody. All <laughs> real talk. I don't know who's coming to the arena to see PG no more. I'll be so serious. Yeah, PG's the best player. I don't know if they're selling your tickets. Yeah. I don't PG, know if they're selling you no tickets no more. PG looks a lot like just another role player right now. Whoa, 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 He's better than he's Tobias. Better than Tobias. But he is better than Tobias. But, but let me, let me. He is drifting in that category. He is drifting. That's all. I'm. That's my only point. Tobias isn't a role player. He looked like one in the Phillies in, the, in these playoffs. Well, Phillies just constructed. Bad. They are constructed. <laughs> they, just, bad. they are constructed <laughs> they horribly. But the stats are the stats. The numbers are the numbers. Gotcha. The production is the production. Like and, so, and, and, and so, and so, looking at Tobias and looking at Paul George, you're right. You can flip it. You could flip those two, and Philly could come out of there saying, you know what, we made a come up. But I think the Clippers could come out of there and say, we made a come up. And I think that's the problem. That's the problem. That's a huge But that's why I That's the problem. I shouldn't be able to look at Tobias Harris and look at Paul George and think I came up up on both sides. I shouldn't shouldn't feel that way. That's why I'm saying it's teetering to this 
role player. He's not a role player. I know he's not a role player. Yeah, that's the, why. Paul George we is called, a, Sasha Vujicic is a role player. Paul George hey, is an all-NBA, all-world talent. talent. Yes. But the production yeah, it's not there. has looked role-player-esque Fair. in the playoffs. Fair. In the playoffs. Once again, I'm not – like I said, he's far from a role player. Like I said, if you put him on a team by himself, he's going to get you 24-plus points a game. He's going to make the all-star team. Yes. He'll probably yes. battle for all All NBA. those things. Correct. And then when the playoffs come around, you don't know what you're going to get. So, more so along the lines, like I said, you're talking about him, Tobias Harris. I think it's more so like him and Pascal Siakam. Pascal mm-hmm. Siakam, mm-hmm. we saw next to Kawhi Leonard. You would say Paul George is a better player than Pascal Siakam. Right. But Pascal Siakam, next to Kawhi, performed. He mm-hmm. came up big in the moments they needed him to come up big. Same thing with Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. Those guys showed up when Kawhi needed them to show up. Paul George has not shown that ability. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I said, that's the reason it's hard to trade for him right now because – Kind of going back, we always say, like, what are you really looking for? Is a bad team going to trade for Paul George just to be the seventh seed? Reason why I was telling, like I said, the reason why I was telling to mine, mine is super duper far fetched, but I was like, the guy that I want to truly go after, I was saying, was Kyle Lowry. Reason being, he's on one more, he has one year left on his contract with Toronto. Mm-hmm. Question, question, once again, Paul George. I don't know how the trade machine works this out. But I already Paul, did it. It's successful. It works. So Paul, the George, money matches up. So Paul George, Kawhi, I'm not Kawhi, but um, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Lowry. Clippers looking at, at that as a come up. And hear me out. You gotta make some more moves. Oh, that's just one of a couple. So I say this: that okay. trade happens. Answer the, that trade happens. Does the Clippers look like they came up? Depending on what other moves they made. If it's just if that's the only move that is made, then no. That still is a scary proposition. What that's was, all I'm so, gonna say. And, but that's all I'm gonna now say. On paper, that is a scary proposition. Pa- and like I said, it and was, that is the huge, and that shows the plummeting of Paul George. That saying, shows the decline I'm not of Paul George. Paul George fell off because he has. I'm over him. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm off of Paul. I am like. Like the Indiana Paul is gone and he's never coming back. Like the reason I was so hyped this year because I thought we were gonna get a variation of it. Even had we got MVP candidate Paul George last year, we would have been way better off. But all of that is gone and it's not coming back. And I don't think he has it in him to want to bring it out. He's gotten two max deals now. He has a shoe deal. He's in his hometown. What more does he really have to play for? At this point now, where you're at the level where he's at in the league, it is only inner motivation that gets you into that next level. And what I'm saying is the reason why, yeah, you look on paper, oh, it's just Kyle Lowry. But, Brian, what was one thing that, and I was telling B all year, it don't matter, and T was on my side about this, was playmaking. Because Doc Rivers, I thought we were going to get a better coach, but because it's just Doc, it doesn't look like he's going to put us in those proper sets late in games. We need somebody that is going to get us a good shot or at least get Kawhi in scenarios because he's it's slowly, but he's losing bursts. So somebody's going to have to help him create these shots. And a guy like Kyle Lowry is a winner. And eight inches shorter. Yes, but but mind you, that's why I was saying we were going to have to make some other moves. Like it can't just only be yeah, you PG. Move. For they got move Lou at that point. They got oh, yeah, move. So- but my biggest thing about that league is if you do do the straight up PG for Kyle Lowry, so crazy. Every it's other wild. trade, like you're not gonna get 
you're not going to get a premier star. You're not going to get somebody as talented as Paul George back I on told, your team. No, 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 no. You're, we're not. But at the end of the day, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> what does his talent got us? What does his talent get us? Kyle Lowry would have not did that. I don't know. I think there would be a whole lot of movement for the same disappointment. That's that's what I was at saying. At that point, I like I kind of I see what Tomas said. At that point, you're kind of banking on doing more with less. Yeah, right. Because your overall talent is gonna I go down. I told y'all the other but, trade I, I I was talking about making, mm-hmm. like the the super big package of like something along the lines of like that's not gonna work. <laughs> and it, it's probably not because like y'all said, there are a whole lot of other teams. Everybody and their mama got picks, but y'all. Yeah, and we might have to go. We might have to go about it where I know Serge Ibaka is a free agent. I know Marcus Saul is a free agent. So we're going to have to see who we can, like, scrap up. This man is named three. Let's just take the No, we are. We are. We're going to have to. We're going to have to, like, basically it's going, I told you, it's going to be a combination of elements of, like, when Boston won in 08. So that's why I was like, get a guy like Kyle Lowry in there. Like, that's a, Doc won with a guy like Rondo, a vocal on-the-court leader. Kawhi Leonard is the Kawhi Leonard of 2019 Raptors, and then, like, that's his, like, Paul Pierce. That's Doc's, like, Paul Pierce type. Way better. So we're going to need some type of big. I love Zoo, but I don't know if Zoo is a championship big. But his contract is very team favorable. He's still young. That's why I feel like there is a team out there that would trade, like, take him. We got to get Lou out of there. We got to get Trez out of there. Um, and like I said, Lou or Zoo is a trade piece that I think would make it enticing to a team. I was saying, Zoo, if it's a good trade, sign and trade with Marcus Morris as well because teams wanted him, and I think he yeah. would look good in he, another he setting. Was a, he was the only other person that played well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to have to be a big, it's going to have to be a big move. And I was saying the name out there, Embiid. I'll say that if that package don't get Embiid, a smaller version of that package, I feel like could get you maybe a Capella. Or something along that lines. But we need an interior big that's going to be able to move. And we need a floor general. But Paul George's talent, the talent does not is not there. The talent is not there when we need the talent. So why do I need him right. for the regular you're season right. games? You're right. I feel I'm, you. I'm not arguing against anything I'm you not, said. Like, and that's why I'm just like, yo, you're not going to get nothing like back as good as PG. What, just the, on paper? No. Lee. nobody. We're not going to get nobody with as good I'm as a mixtape. I'm going to say what I was trying not to say. Y'all are screwed. It's donezo because of what he did this playoff. He's it's not a winner. Yeah. So it's like, not even just him. Like he messed up the trajectory for Kawhi's chips for the rest of his career, but the Clippers ever get into their but we first can't, Western we can't Conference trade Finals. Kawhi Leonard. Of course. So of somebody's course. gotta go. But that's what I'm saying. Y'all have to make some moves, but in the end, we're all gonna look back at this like five, ten yeah. years from now and be like, yeah, PG playing like a bum ruined the Clippers franchise for the next twenty I years. I know that. Because that's what just happened. I know that. Let's move on. I said the roster was messed up from the jump. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just PG didn't have to <laughs> go like I, that. No, because I told, I told you, I told to you, go like was gonna play like trash in the playoffs. We're not walking down this road. We're not walking down this road. We're not walking down this road. Nah, I saw like, the future. PG just couldn't, just couldn't play like garbage, bro. Um, shout outs, um, Steve Nash. We did not get to this yeah. because of yeah. one, we missed an episode because we had some health things going on. And then two, we came here, and then the Clippers happened. So we really didn't get an opportunity to talk about Steve Nash becoming the Brooklyn Nets head coach. Shout out Steve. Shout out to Steve Nash. Today, today, even, well, Wednesday, y'all be watching this Friday um, or listening. Yeah, today we started Tuesday. Today is right. Tuesday. We did, day we did it today early. early. Thank you, Keith. So um, y'all still be listening to this Friday, though. Um, <laughs> but Coach uh Billy Donovan is now 
going to be leading the Chicago Bulls. That's a great hire by Chicago. That is the first great move they made in a long time. You want to go on wax with that? I mean, we already are. Okay. I yeah. said it. Okay. I, I, I want to give you a chance to walk back to like good. You said great. Like honestly, you're right. You're right. The first great move was fired Jim Boylan. Okay, that's <laughs> true. That was but this is also move. a great move. Yeah. I think this is also a great move. I, I like think, the move. I can say that. I think this is also a great it's move. It's okay. What? Um, Billy Donovan to the Bulls. I think what this will show is Billy Donovan, great college coach. Yeah. Great college coach. And then, yes, when we look at the Thunder, we got a 3-1-L, and we got, what, three first-round Ls. My only thing that I'll say, this year was a great coaching job. Did he not get co-coach of the year? In the, he, he did. In the, in the coach Yes. And the coach, he got and the coach. coaches association. Yeah. And the only thing that I'll halfway maybe let him slide for with the OKC playoff failures, Russ is known for not listening to coaches. That's totally so, true. So I'm not even going like, I, like for a long time I was like, "Yo, Billy, are you even running anything?" But then at a certain point I was like, "I wouldn't be shocked if you're saying, yo, Russ, four down.' Hey, yo, Steven, come set this high ball for me." <laughs> Facts. And we're talking about who was the two guard that we just got off the topic of. I'm not going to blame. If you're going to lose with this mob, I'm not going to blame Billy Donovan for yeah. why you lost. So yeah. I think this is his fair chance right here. You got a young core of guys. I think I think it's very much predicated on, and I think the success is predicated on if Chicago actually gives him if the they freedom, attempt to win, the freedom. chance. If they yeah. attempt to win, yeah. And I think that's the scary part. Chicago as an organization yeah. has been very, very... Awful. Since the demise of Derrick Rose's knees, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's probably um I think that's probably the biggest X factor in this whole marriage. Um but in terms of as a coach, as Billy Donovan, I got a lot of faith in Billy Donovan. I think I just think, I think winning coach. I think winning championships in college is still means something even if you do move forward. Um, into the league, I think that's still experience. That's still to showing some degree, your acumen. Basketball is basketball. Exactly. That, that's still acumen. To some degree, so yeah. I'm not gonna diminish him as a coach because now he's in a new space and arena. Um, I'm just, I, I'm just not gonna do that. That's in my Billy Donovan definitely knows his basketball. I think he's a very good coach. I will say some people are just better as college coaches than which NBA true, coaches. Which is true. That is true. That is true. For Billy Donovan, not to say this is a bad hire, but it's one I'm kind of just looking at like, we're going to have to watch this play out. He's had a, one of the top three point guards in the NBA on his team. He's a loser. <laughs> He's a, that guy's a loser. Okay, but you still had. That guy's a loser. The, you had an MVP. I had the best loser in the league. You had an MVP. Wow. You had, you had players. A, a guy with no heart. Then last year, like I said, we can say, like I said, he won coach of the year. But let's be honest, Chris Paul just makes everybody look good. Like any team Chris Paul goes to is well yeah. run. I'll say so, this: he he had to make a great move. It was I, a great move but, inserting Dort yeah, into yeah, that, that starting lineup. That like was a good move. yes, I Chris Paul is an equalizer to some extent, especially when it comes to what's happening on the court. Mm-hmm. However, I don't. I want to know the extent, and I think there's some level of, of I guess. There's some level of credit that has to go to Billy, even though Chris Paul is there. Maybe for once, someone did what he asked him, he asked him to do, and I feel you. did it right. And I mean, and I mean, I've said this about coaches who've had to deal with um, Russ, and and 
I looked at it. First guy was Scott Brooks, and I was like, maybe it's Scott Brooks. Find, come to find out, it is actually Scott Brooks because he went to Washington. Yeah, Washington, and, and then and then <laughs> and then then it became a thing of oh, it's Russ as well. Like that, these two guys just find yeah. a way to be redundant. Um, so. Like I, said, like I said, I'm not saying he's going to be horrible. I'm just saying I'm not completely sold on him being. No, nah, I'm not saying they're going to wrap it up. I'm not saying it's going to be top five in the East anytime soon, but I do expect them to improve. They got some young pieces, I do expect man. them like, to improve. A team with, what, they still got Chris Dunn, Kobe. Zach Levine, Zach Levine, Laurie, Kobe. Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter, who I really hope the Warriors trade for. Yeah, nah, Wendell Carter is, bro. Like, move. they have a very good, like, Billy Donovan, if anything, it's probably going to be rare that he brings it out, but he was known at Florida for his ball screen motion continuity. Like, yeah. with Laurie, Wendell, Zach, Kobe, like, if that ain't, if we can't get a little bit of that here and there, like, yeah. now you should be able to input, like, your actual imprint on the team. Yeah, this is where we're finally going to see him really have to coach. coach. Yeah. Like, it's no just hand Russell the balls, no Chris Paul, you get to just run it. You have to put you Zach got, Levine in some good you spots. You got to get Kobe and Zach and Lori going. Like you got to put them in the best spots to succeed. As yeah. young players, you got to do that for them. Should so they This is this is this year. Should like, they make the playoffs? Nah. I got more I more has to be seen. More yeah. has to be seen. We can hold that. We can hold that. But also shout out to Michael Jordan. He started a NASCAR team with Denny Hamlin, but uh-huh. Wallace is the first driver, yep. so shout out to them. Um I did say Steve Nash. We'll talk more about Steve Nash and Brooklyn Nets in later because that's a whole topic. Yeah. Um. A lot of people think that he didn't deserve the job. Those they're they're, um, it, they're a lot of people those think are, those people are stupid. <laughs> a lot of people think that why other guys didn't get favored for that position. We'll get into that at another point. But shout out to Steve Nash nonetheless. Let's get out of here, man. Can we give? Can I give one more shout out? Um. Mm-hmm. More so, shout out, and I do want to see how this unfolds. Couple pods ago, uh, we were talking about HBCUs. Oh, um, yeah, shout out Prime. Uh, oh yeah, he is now the. It's head ironically, yeah, he's okay. the twenty first head coach at Jackson State. Um, so, Prime, you've been too. saying how everything you want to do for the community as far as like advancing HBCUs. This is your opportunity right here. Not only do you have an opportunity on the football side to show like, hey, we can like HBCUs can compete with the schools in the FBS power five conferences. It's also an opportunity to be like, dude, like if you make this and work, I feel like a lot of other former great players will want to actually come back and do this more. But in the event that you do not come through with this and I'm going to give them, my dad always used to tell me you give a coach, excuse me, give a coach of a college program at three years because by then after that first recruiting class that he gets, they'll be juniors. So you'll right. in three years, you'll be able to see, like, okay, like, what did you really do? Because this year are none of his players. Facts. Next year will only be a freshman class of his. Then you got to let that freshman class get good right. in two years. So Yeah, give a college coach four years. And all. Yeah, so four years before you can say, like, whether or not it was good. So this is going to be a great opportunity that we got to sit back and watch and see. They're talking about other former – and somebody leaked, like, a list today, and he had even went off on it. And he was like, that's not true, but – Talked about like Warren Sapp being one of the D line coaches, T.O. Oh, being wow. a receivers coach. Wilding. So I'm like, somebody was wild. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> hey, if he comes with that, I would actually love to see that because also what that'll be able to put away, Brian, you and I will be able to connect with this. I want to see them succeed. But if they don't, I don't want to hear anybody in AAU, high school, and any more levels talk about I played so I coach. <laughs> 
if this doesn't work. That's a long conversation. That's too. a really long conversation. But you really, get what I love to have. It's, it. it's a I really, play. It's an I play a coach thing, or is an I play? I'm the only person that can talk about it. Thing. It's it's it garbage. On, it's, it's garbage. Like yeah. I'll say this: I want to see them succeed because I think that with them, what they're doing at Jackson State, and then also what they're going to be doing at Howard, because they're talking about Duke is supposed to be having a bubble event that Howard's going to be going down to. Mind you, the head coach at Howard right now is Kevin Blakely, a Duke alum. Tyler Thornton is an assistant coach on that staff. He's a D. It's yeah. a, it's, it's Duke Connect. So it's working out, but I think I think they're going to be fine over there at Howard. But I'm talking on the football side. Like in the event that were to fail, and you got multiple Hall of Famers <laughs> on your staff, like, and you can't even recruit or like get the best players. Like, I don't want to hear anybody else in the history of sports reference their ability to coaching in correlation to I was this good. So you should listen to me. Because there's not a better D-back than Prime. So you better at least have the best secondary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bare minimum. Bare, bare minimum. minimum. We need at least three interceptions a game. <laughs> um, I want to send a shout-out to one of our common comment, uh, comment guys, uh, Ben Upchurch. He's from overseas. Yeah. He watches our videos all you know the religiously. Re- um, hmm? What country? I want to say Germany. He a real one. I want to say Germany, but he watches our videos all the time, and he's always commenting, leaving stuff like that. So I told him I was going to shout him out because he left a long, long comment um, on the last one. <laughs> what did he say? Last two. He said a, he says a lot. He's very insightful. So I'm just shouting him out. Tell about the Clippers. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. Read. He he said a lot. He said he said shout out to Leak. He said I appreciate Leak for being a real one. Um, hey, yeah. You know, stick about what he said. So he said a lot, but um, he's he's a. A, a real faithful A1 comment to get. So shout out to you, Ben. Um, shout out to everyone who subscribed. If you have not yet, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, um, leave a comment below. We'll shout y'all out. We'll comment, we'll leave, we'll talk with y'all. You know, I tend to do that quite a bit just because why not? I wanna join, I wanna join y'all in the conversation. I want us to not be just talking to ourselves, but talking to y'all, see y'all insight. We know y'all know the game if y'all watching. And if you don't, we, we educate and y'all can learn more. So that's that's what we're here for. But all in all, we appreciate you. We love you. We thank you. And as always, if you through the game, we out. Yeah, bro. I don't want to hear me. If, if Dion.